This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Welcome to the New Media Minute. I'm Mary D. Lay with Richard Ote. Hello. And Wade in the booth. Um, uh, Steve's out. Don't know where he is. But we're holding down the show. And we have Sandra Miller's Younger, who is here with us on Reinvention Radio, joining us for the New Media Minute because um, you're here and you were also at the New Media Summit. I was at the New Media Summit. And I've also been an old media practitioner for many years. There you go. So you're a perfect fit for this program. (laughs) So what did you decide, Richard? So kind of a couple different things here. Um, We talk about – I have a show called Rich E-Commerce and – Part of it is a double entendre because some of it is talking it's talking about having rich e-commerce and uh, some of it is richy talking commerce because clever. it's kind of it's a mm. bit of what is commerce these days. There's so many touch points. There's so many places to connect. And so one of the things I was talking about with Wade the other day seems to happen in cycles of 10 years where 86 to 96 was computers were becoming relevant in the home, um, 96 to 06. Internet was becoming relevant in the home. 06 to 16, we realized we were cooped up in the home, so we stayed on our computers, but we went mobile social. social. Media. So now we moved out into the world, but we were still on the phones. And then now it's kind of tying in all these omni-channel touch points and connecting what I think is going to ultimately be the voice revolution too. And so... Um, Speaking of that, in this new media world, we have all these different places to to put our voice. I'm air quoting right now. To, whether it's video, text, in a blog format, or podcasting as we're doing now. And I was interested, Wade and I were talking, actually we all started to talk about it. We'll be interested to see how you're utilizing some of your old media as a journalist, the, the techniques you used and some of the styles and how it was used in the past and how you see you're using that now with new media and how new media works. Right. Well, everything I learned in journalism school a thousand years ago is still relevant, even though um, my chosen profession is really taking a beating right now. Um, Journalism is still, communications is still vital to our society to democracy, people cannot make informed decisions unless they're informed. And it's very dangerous right now that we're seeing so much uh, doubt cast upon the media and that we're seeing um, some media outlets that are are very slanted and, and uh, political and manipulate people's um, understanding. So I think the parts that transfer over from what I learned decades ago, um, I was a journalism graduate of University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and later of Syracuse University. Um, the basic principles of communication still apply. So you've got one person speaking to another person over some sort of channel. It can be print. It can be, um, it can be broadcast. It can be internet now with a message to share. And somewhere in the middle, you have a little what we call static where the message can get distorted and you have to account for that. But um, those basics of communication 
still apply. And of course, the principles of of good journalism still apply, which is to get your facts straight, to uh, quote people accurately, to not just give the facts, but give the meaning behind the facts, the truth behind the facts. And perhaps best of all, and most important of all, to tell stories. Stories are critical in any medium. So, so I have a question. When there wasn't as many channels in the past, do you think that played into the ability to figure out what was truth? Because now there's so many channels and so oh, yeah. many opinions. Yeah. It seems well, like that kind of clouds it all. When I was a little girl back in the last century, um, every night we, you know, we had our choice of three TV channels, mm-hmm. um, and um, in our house because you know there was no cable, there was just a an antenna on the roof, and um, you could move it around, but you generally got one station better than the other two. So we listened to CBS News, and Uncle Walter, Walter mm-hmm. Cronkite, would come on, and he would literally he would give the news. He was he was this avuncular guy. He was everybody's favorite uncle. He was very um, trustworthy looking and seeming. And at the end of the night, he would say, and that's the way it is. Um, and what? we don't have anybody saying, and that's the way it is anymore in a, in, a matter in a, of fact, no opinion laced way. Yeah, well, in I an authoritative. people saying it. Well, it's just whether that's true or not. But what I was yeah. going to say was in an authoritative voice that the majority accepts. So now we have all these different channels, if you will, all these different voices that um, that should be a good thing. That should give us a plurality of options to choose from. But but every one of them, you're right, says this is the way it is, and. Um, What's happening now, we're finding with social media, is that we are back into these silos of only a few channels because we're only listening to what we already agree with, coming from people we already agree with. We're not seeing the other side of the story as perhaps we did in Uncle Walter's day. And I think that's the part that fundamentally scares me the most. And part of the beauty of what's going on is we're saving time and with AI and machine learning, being able to serve up what it is you like based on what you've done. Right. But that also could very easily lead to feed you the same thought That's all exactly the time. That's exactly what's happening. Exactly. It, we're siloed. And uh, it's remarkable that people see the same phenomenon, the same facts, they hear the same words, and they interpret it in Entirely differently. Remember that meme that was on the internet a few years ago about the, is the dress gold and white or black and blue? Oh, yes. Right. Um, and people absolutely swore that it was one or the other because it really looked that way to them. And that's that's the zeitgeist we're in right now. And we're not listening to each other. We're not giving each other the respect that we deserve. There are reasons why people have opposite opinions. And when we can begin to listen um, – that that will hopefully break down and we won't be so polarized and so adversarial. When you think about going to an in-person event, that helps because mm-hmm. then we can see each other face-to-face. We can read not just words but, but uh, body inflection, lang- yeah, body everything. language, tone yeah. of voice, and we can maybe find out that we're actually all human beings and we have a lot more in common and we do. Well, and also different. that human element gets lost behind the keyboards. Yeah. If oh, I can right. just yeah, go ahead, Wade. Interject. 
because that's just so critical. Um, in normal communication, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years or whatever, you only had face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear people talk about, you know, psychologists and behaviorists, and I'm just, you know, pulling a number, but like 90% of all communication in that circumstance is nonverbal. Right. And online, we've removed the 90% and where it's totally dependent on just that 10%. And I think people just underappreciate that reality in and of itself. Well, in addition to that, you figure there were a lot of people for a lot of time who never felt like they had a voice. And now all of a sudden, whether it's true or whether it's not, they have this opportunity to speak their voice. And so maybe it's a bit of... uh, the Renaissance period being put to shame, but we're just going through some B-movie stuff first. <laughs> yeah, and even like texting, I had just was telling you a story this morning about someone that I'm working with, and his communication style on text is very snarky. Right. And I just said, you know, it comes across snarky, just be kind, and we'll get through this. But yeah, arg. I hope we come to a, a calming down period with social media and the way we communicate. Okay, that's the new Media Minute. Thank you, Sandra, for staying over and hanging my out with pleasure, us. My pleasure, my pleasure. And we'll see you at the New Media Summit in April. I'll be there. All right. All right, Richard Otey, Wade, thank you so much. We'll be back with Steve next time. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What?, Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free.